everybody to Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, this mid-century variant that's just running amok everywhere <laughs> next to me is my co-host and none other than... Megan Guess. And we're here to talk about what? Loki episode three already. I can't believe it. Yeah. And it was 1893. 1893 was a very good year. Sorry. <laughs> That was my little Highlander thing there. Yeah, 1893. We are three episodes into it. I would like to say that I'm so much more clued into what's going to happen and what's going on, but I'm not. Not. No. <laughs> Again, with the episode, we looked at each other like, um, I, I, I don't know. I exactly. <laughs> Every time we watch the episode, because we literally just watched it, we watch the episode, we come into the studio and we talk about it and every time so far with this season we get to the end of the episode it ends we're like okay uh i don't know what we're gonna say <laughs> i don't even know where to start <laughs> yeah it's tough yeah well i think we should start by saying first of all thank you to everybody that's been watching commenting sharing all that kind of stuff we really appreciate it please keep those comments and those likes and your subscriptions and all that stuff coming it really means a lot to us also it is important that we let those of you know that maybe you're listening to us for the first time this show has heavy spoilers we are going to talk about all the details of this episode and past episodes so if you are not up to speed yet with what's going on in this show and you don't want it spoiled right then pause this Go watch the show and come back and listen to what we have to say. All right. We'll still be here. Yeah, we'll be here. We're just waiting. Just waiting for you. Just get a move on. <laughs> okay, we got all the time in the world. <sighs> Looking at my watch <laughs> now. Come on, everybody. No, seriously. We can move forward. I think now hopefully everybody's been weeded out that, you know, <laughs> was not ready. I should say also that as with the previous episodes and like what we did with uh, our Ahsoka review and all that stuff, we're not going to do a complete scene by scene recap. That's not what we're here for. If you want that, I suggest you go check out one of the many awesome channels like Heavy Spoilers, New Rockstars, Screen Crush. All of them do really, really detailed videos based on these episodes and all the Easter eggs and things you might have missed, all that stuff. We love them, too. Go check those out. What we are here to talk about are our perceived highlights and lowlights of every episode. It's just kind of like our impressions of what we saw and experienced with the episode. And Meg, I don't know. <laughs> with this episode, I feel like there was a lot of highlights, but there there was some lowlights for me too. And interestingly enough, they were all really kind of yin and yang to each other. Like there wasn't stuff that was straight up a low light. It's like there was a downside to it, but then there was like an upside to it. Okay. And vice versa. There was stuff that I thought was really great, but then I was like, but <laughs> the way this ended or the way they came, you know, there was certain things like that. And this is the first episode of this season where I felt like that. Oh, okay. How did you feel about this episode? Um, Confused, lost. <laughs> well, um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think okay. watching back, I'll enjoy it more. I think this whole season needs to rewatch, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think there's so much going on 
We're just not catching it all. Well, I did rewatch the first two episodes the other day, and I'm going to get into some things that, speaking of that, that I did catch and are going to factor in a little bit to some of the things I have to say later in this uh, okay. discussion and everything. So I, I definitely think you're on to something there. I hope that's the case with this episode, because for me, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as the first two episodes. I definitely did not enjoy it as much as the last episode. Okay. Okay. The last episode I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I did enjoy, I'm still really enjoying the how it's filmed. I oh, it love all great. the different angles that they're using to cause extra confusion that <laughs> like we need more confusion. Yeah. But it's beautifully shot. I am really, really loving that from Loki this season. Yes. I think the way this looks, the way it's uh the way they're doing the the coloring and everything, the way they're editing it, the special effects, all of it, it that part no complaints whatsoever. Mm-mm. I think it looks great and it does really suck you in, you know, like you feel like you're in it. When they yes. go back in time in this episode, back to the 1800s and stuff, they do such a good job of making it simultaneously feel authentic and feel kind of comic bookish too. Mm. And that's something I really like about this series so far is that it feels really comic booky to me. And I like that. I because okay. I'm being as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. I like the fact that this feels sort of like what I was saying about Ahsoka when I'm like it's so Star Warsy. To me, this feels very Marvel, and I can't say that about all the other Marvel right shows. No. There's some of them that not even saying they're bad, but they don't necessarily feel like a comic book to me. Like when I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I really liked that show, but I can't say that it felt like reading a comic book. Of course, there's comic okay, book Okay, I can see that. But it felt more modern, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it felt more like it could be like a Bourne Identity movie or something than a Marvel comic. This feels like a Marvel comic to me. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm with you here. Okay. But first I was like, what do you mean by that? Right. But... To me, mm-hmm. that definition is like when Mobius and Loki were like roaming around, taking a sightseeing tour, yeah. <laughs> right? They like each scene was something different. Like it would be like, okay, this is this page. Yeah, exactly. Each yes. panel was a little bit different. So even when they're chasing Victor Timely mm-hmm. and he's with uh, Renslayer and everything, right? that even feels like panels yeah no the way they're chasing it around like okay now we're back here and then we're over here and it's and again it's adding to some of the confusion in a way because it keeps jotting everywhere Uh uh-huh but i see that okay and i actually like it even more now that you pointed that out yeah and even just the dialogue the way they do the banter back and forth between all the characters the way it's laid out it's hard for me to explain maybe to people if you don't read comic books and stuff but it just feels like a comic book. It, this feels like comic book writing to me. Okay. And as such, because of that, because I'm a comic book fan and these are comic book characters, I'm really enjoying that. I, I want more of that. I really like that part of it. So to me, that's a big highlight. A downside, because I told you, everyone there's going to be like a yin to a <laughs> okay, yang. Okay, what's the downside here? The downside here, and it's common for me to complain about this. The downside here is that I feel like, especially in this episode, and I didn't have as much of a complaint about it in the past two, but especially in this episode, there was a lot of things that 
could have been said, should have been said, <laughs> were not said. And there are things that I think, not only because I'm impatient or because I go, okay, this isn't realistic. In this instance, somebody would say this and they would understand it. But they don't do that because it's got to be a typical trope they do so that there's further misunderstanding. <laughs> there's a lot of that. And I'm if you if you listen to us on this channel, you know I complain about that all, all the time. All the time. Ahsoka and Sabine all over again. I'm not a big fiction fan for that reason. I'm very picky about my fiction, which I know seems weird for somebody that's a geek, because most geeks are into fiction, you know, that's what we're into. Dungeons and Dragons, The Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars, and Captain America and stuff. But a lot of times I feel like in the comic books, they sometimes will do that. They'll, they'll stick to those tropes so that they can have further misunderstandings that'll get resolved later for mm -hmm. whatever reason, or get them to whatever their goal is. But I feel like in the comic book, because they have thought bubbles, you know, mm -hmm. in the comic books, you're almost always knowing or when it's essential, at least, you know what characters are thinking. And then that sort of helps flesh it out a little bit more okay. and, and maybe helps explain why they're not saying what they're saying or why they're saying what they're saying. Like, there's a lot more to that. And we don't have that on a TV show. Does we that do not? You have to be patient. It's all going to play out. Yeah, but it's my point is, is this is why I in a lot of ways when it comes to fiction, I prefer comic book fiction. I like being able to read that all. I like the narration aspects of it. It helps to just give me a more complete story. I'm more of a book person than a movie person. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And so it's frustrating to me when I'm watching a book based a comic book based TV show to not have more of that and to see them do certain tropes. And there's just too many times, especially when we get to characters like Sylvie with Sylvie. I don't know how you feel about it, but I understand Sylvie is the way she is. Sylvie is full of anger and angst and she's just, she's had this horrible existence and She's got a lot of unresolved trauma and issues, and the way she deals with it is just by lashing out. Everything is just like, I'll deal with everything with a fucking sword. I get that, but at the same time, after all the things that have happened and all the things we've been through, does it... Is it just me? Am I the only one that after, you know, now that we're three episodes into season two of this to see her still constantly just coming to that same conclusion, and that's like all we're getting out of her, at least for the most part in this episode. Is, does was it does it irk you the way it irks me? It does, but then I have to put everything into perspective. Okay. Yes, we're in season two of Loki. It's been years since season one of Loki. Okay, that's for us. That's yeah. not Sylvie. Right. How many years of Loki do we have where he did the exact same thing with Thor? That's true. You're right. No, 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 no. You know what? We've had 10 plus years of Loki being Loki, and now he's finally turning a leaf. We can't expect Sylvie to do to the same thing. To turn around so quick. No, and you know what? I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm not just humoring you. The, when you put it that way and I think about it, it's true. You're right. I, I, it, it feels like it's been so much longer and like she should understand stuff a little bit better than she's understanding things. Because that's even the thing. I'm not even saying I don't think she should be angry or that she shouldn't right. want to kill. She wouldn't want to get her revenge and this and that. It's just that she's still 
so stubborn about listening to reason and like pausing, just pausing for a second. <laughs> Take a breath, breather. And I me. guess, I guess the problem here, because you're totally right, but I guess where part of the problem here with her in this regard is that because we've seen that change now happen with Loki mm -hmm. in this amount of time, because keep in mind, all those other years of Loki, that's not this Loki we have here. This right. is the 2012 Loki. Right. So just recently, he was up to no good. Right. And we've seen him change pretty quickly and come around to that sort of more rational reasoning kind of thing. And to not see her, at least, I understand she's had a different existence and a different life than his. Right. I, I guess my point was that a low light for me was that when she showed up in this just out of the blue, and it was just more of the same old. It was just more of like a, just let me out, I'm going to kill him, and I don't even want to think about blah, blah, blah. Especially since he already kind of explained to her in the last episode, like, Sylvie, this is why we're doing this, you know? It's not that I'm, like, all turned against you and I'm all pro, you know, these nerdy TVA people. <laughs> like, I'm concerned about everybody's existence, including yours and your precious timeline that you're on right now. This is why we have to do it. Like, it was already explained. And then in this episode, she shows up, and I feel like there was a lot of time spent of him re-explaining it to her again. Because she she has it in her head. She's right and he's wrong. Yeah, well... And we know how hard that is to change people's minds <laughs> yeah, was, once they are dead set on it. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's going to take some time to convince her. Well. And she started getting there slowly. Right. By her own volition. Yes. Because they talked and talked and talked and blah, 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 blah. It was like Charlie Brown's parent. <laughs> it was like yeah. she could care less what they had to say. Right. Until somebody else said it in the same freaking way. Right. <laughs> Then she started to soften a little. Yeah. And that is a highlight I want to bring up here in terms of Sylvie is the fact that we did see by the end of the episode when Victor Timely starts begging for his life and explaining to her that like, look, regardless of who you think I am or what you thought I was fated to be, like everything that happens changes things. Maybe five minutes ago I was fated to be that person. But now, because I've seen all this and experienced all this, I can choose to go a different way. Right. Give me the chance to do that. And she actually backs off and does. And that was a high point for me because I was like, finally. Well, just like, ex yeah, exactly. It's like, finally, it's like, Sylvie, like, you have to understand and, I, and to be fair, maybe she doesn't understand because Lord knows we're having a hard enough time understanding <laughs> the whole timey-wimey nature of this. But everything is changing every second, every moment, and everything that happens affects the next thing that happens. You know, you have to understand that you are changing time now. You're playing and a part so, in all this. Right, and now you're playing a part that maybe you didn't play before. And so now it changes the outcome of things or maybe it doesn't change the outcome of things and maybe it doesn't play the part you think it does. But I, I think that's save that one. Yeah. I wanna, All right. Because I, I have a piece I just thought about. I want to add to that when okay. we get to it. Okay? All right. Yeah, we'll get to that. All, All right. right. So pause on that next. Right. So what's some other highlights for you? Um, I, as usual, mm -hmm. really enjoyed Mobius and Loki's interactions together. Oh. Yeah. The, when Loki used his magic. Yes. Priceless. Yes. 
Oh yeah, yeah. When he makes that guy vanish, and then he's just he starts. To, he's trying to like diffuse it. Then he's, he's like, like All right, enough. The good idea. <laughs> yeah, he's just like enough. All right, boom. You know, yeah, exactly. He's like, look, the great magical Lo- uh, Loki. Loki. Yes. <laughs> He'll be here all week. Yeah. That was, I, I love them two together. Yes, that was so much. That was really well done. I liked all the scenes that had Loki using his magic and and had the two of them together. And I feel as a little bit of a low light. It's not a major thing, but I feel like I could have used even more of that, and I could have used more of it being done at like crucial times because one of the scenes that was like really baffling me was when Renslayer is there and she's about to uh, zap timely Mm -hmm. like Loki's standing there with his palms glowing green and Mm -hmm. he's like he's ready to do something but he doesn't do anything and it's just that's another one of those instances that I get angry about kind of like I was talking about with the dialogue and stuff. It's another one of those things where it's like, well, there's inconsistency here because you can have him in the last episode chasing Brad and he can be in 10 places at once. He can make other beings that aren't even there appear to stop somebody. He can have shadows grab somebody and throw them up against the wall. He can do all this stuff. But now we've got Renslayer standing there kind of half-assedly pointing that that zapper Zapper, at timely and he's just like you know don't know what to do kind of thing and i'm like oh dude come on like and that's not how i took that at all okay well how did you take it i am taking it because the only time he used his magic in this episode Mm -hmm. was when mobius told him to okay so when the guy was like let's take it outside let's take it outside and mobius like go ahead but be be gentle yeah. And so he just flipped them into the, the into cage the outside. Cage. Yeah. So he took it outside and Moby said, okay. And then the next time when the guys are chasing them, he's like, all right, have at it, go for it. And he like blew them up. He's like, all right, you can have them, you can have them. And they went running. Right. And this time it was more like Mobius was like, okay, hold on a second before you go all rogue on me. Right. Go, go all Sylvie on me. Yeah. I just want to go that route. Hold on, just give me a minute. But he was on standby. Ready right. to act if he needed to. Okay. That's how I took that scene. Okay. I, yeah. That, that. All right. I can see that. I guess maybe because I didn't catch it being quite so spelled out that that was the dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, it's kind of been established that way that it's like, hey, Lo- like Loki, we got to work as a team. Right. And and Loki is not the leader. Now that I think about it, you're right, because he does make the comment, Mobius does make the comment to Loki about like, you're a man of action, whereas I'm more somebody that observes and this and that. So they did kind of set up their re- relationship as partners in this. And how they work and feed off of each other. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. Okay, good. That makes me feel, at least at least Perfect. about this episode. I still think that it's just, it's always been, this is a geek complaint, I admit. <laughs> this is just a nerd, big nerd geek complaint because this is the kind of stuff we complain about about all the time is you know we do it in star wars everything it's like well wait a minute you know he's got anakin's got the power to cho- force choke and do this and that blah 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 one time but another time oh he, he, he doesn't do it he yeah. can't do anything <laughs> and it's like you know it's like well 
but if you did that, there'd be no story. And I feel like up to this point, it hasn't bothered me because the whole thing of like Loki using his powers, well, they solved that because when he's at the TVA, he, he can't use yeah. his powers. And so it becomes a non-issue and perfect, like great. That's perfect. Then like, this isn't a problem. Loki, why can't, why didn't Loki use his powers to break out of that? Cause he can't, cause he can't. can't. Yep. And so then you take care of it. But then once now they're on earth, you know, in whatever timeline he can use his powers and it gets kind of gray area there, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, well, why didn't he use it here? And why did he use it there? But overall, yeah, and especially now that you've explained that, overall, yeah, I agree. I think it was good. I think when he faced off against Sylvie, especially in that instance, because it was like he was using his powers, but he's being very careful about using his powers because yes. he doesn't want to hurt Sylvie and he doesn't want to hurt other people around him. He's kind of, you know, holding back and stuff like that. Like, that, that's cool. I, I get that. All right, you've kind of turned me around on that. All yeah, right, you're we neutralized on that one. Yeah, you've you've done that with a couple of these so far. Score. So, all right, since you seem to be the one that's being the more, uh, you Voice know, of reason here. <laughs> yeah, reasonable. <laughs> How about, you got any other, like, highlights you want to bring up? I do. I <laughs> was loving all Miss Minutes being sassy. Yeah. With Renslayer. Oh. Yeah, it's really... And all, just her, her eyes, you could just see it in her eyes. She's like, what the heck? Right. I brought you here. I told you what to do and you're taking all this credit. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. And it was interesting because I know on some of the other channels and stuff like Screen Crush and, and the others, they talked about how a theory was that there was going to be sort of a love triangle thing. Oh, really? Between Renslayer, Miss Minutes, and He Who Remains. Wow, and okay. They, they called, called that. Yeah, yeah, they really called that. That really does play out that way because we see Miss Minutes inevitably. So jealous. Yeah, she does. She double crosses Renslayer. Yeah, I did not see that coming. No, I didn't see that coming either. When when I the, thought that was Mobius and Loki. Right. No, it turns out that it was it was actually He Who Remains putting Ravona in a boat and getting rid of her because he does not want a partner. He does everything on his own. I think that's going to factor in even more into the future, to be honest with you. Yeah. That, that whole thing about that it's always about him. Yes. You know, always. there are no, and it's funny how other people, like Miss Minutes even, feels like all these people try to feel like, oh, well, I mean something to him. Like, I'm crucial to him. I'm important mm -hmm. to him. Nobody is important to he who remains other than himself. Yeah. This is all about him entirely. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Alone, you know, purely alone. I mean, that's he why who he was remains. At, he was he remains. He was at the end of time all alone and he was fine with that. I loved the whole angle they threw in there with her then after she double crosses Ravona and when she's like showing her displeasure with Victor over the fact that he just always relegated her to be this AI program that kept him company, but didn't think about how she was going to feel and like didn't want to make her into something even more important to him. Give her a proper body. A proper body and make her his girl and, <laughs> and everything. And that, that was, I thought that was a really interesting twist. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming either. No. But that got creepy. <laughs> it was creepy and it was an interesting twist. And I think it just sort of emphasizes and drives home what we're all feeling, which is sort of like how hard it is to wrap our heads 
around this situation. They should know that this Victor Timely is not he who remains. Right. Not the one that they knew. But they still keep trying to talk to him and relate to him or hold him accountable in a way, just like Miss Minutes did with him, right. being like, you never did this, you never did that, blah, 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 all He's this like, kind of stuff. And it's me. like, that wasn't me. And that's such an interesting twist on the whole thing. And it's so hard because I think one of the hardest things for people in general to wrap their heads around is time because time is not linear, but we live it in linear. a linear fashion. Right. But it's not actually linear. And this is like, taking that to the billionth degree. <laughs> Everybody is trying to relate to him in this way. And it's so confusing for the viewers, but it's also clearly confusing for the characters. Right. And Absolutely. while, and while the, you could look at it as a downside, a low light in that it's so confusing, kind of hard to follow. I do think that it is a highlight in the fact that we're seeing that, it's hard for them to follow, too. It's not just, <laughs> it's not just us. <laughs> right. It's not just that we're at home going, I, I, this story's too hard to follow and what the hell. And it's, you know, and getting frustrated with ourselves. It's designed to be that way. Right. And the only ones, I think, who are just trying to not even think about any of that and just stick to the mission at hand, which is we need he who remains or some form of him to bring him back to the TVA so that we can use his temporal aura to fix this problem. Right. The only ones that are doing that are Loki and Mobius. And mostly and Mobius, because even Loki is like, are you crazy? We can't take him back to the TVA. Are you nuts? He's like, we got a bigger problem. Immediately at hand. We got to focus on that first and yeah. then we'll do the rest of this. Stuff. Yeah, that is what you were just bringing up about Loki saying about not bringing him back and all that kind of stuff. And everybody having such a hard time understanding the situation. I mean, even as they're trying to fix things back at HQ, you know, at the TVA, they're just going with it. Like they're just going along with the flow. Like we got to take care of this, then this, this. And Mobius keeps saying that. He's like, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm thinking about what we got to do right now so that everything doesn't just turn to shit. Right. The problem is, is that Loki isn't necessarily wrong for thinking like, I don't know if we should be bringing Timely back to the TVA. Right. We know that all of this, to a certain point at least, is by design. It is by he who remains design. He who remains told Miss Minutes that, and Miss Minutes knew, he's dead. So we know the future one is dead. And so if that was going to happen, then we need you to go back in time, Ravona, and we need you to give Victor Timely, when he was a child, this book which is the which is Obi's handbook mm -hmm. so that he can become this and everything. Even with Sylvie being like, okay, you know, I'll back off because yeah, maybe we're changing things. Maybe now me confronting you like this is giving you an opportunity to have a second chance to go a different route. I'm not sure it is. They're playing into his hand. I kind of feel like he knows every outcome. He knows every outcome that's going to happen. He counted on Loki and Sylvie finding each other. He counted on Sylvie killing him at the end of time. He counted on Loki going back. You know, he knows everything that's going to fucking happen. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. So infuriating. It is infuriating. <laughs> and so the problem here is, is that I'm not sure what it is they're going to do or what they can do 
that's going to necessarily change things. I still keep kind of coming back to things that happened in the previous episodes. Yes. One of them is the scene from the end of episode one when Loki hears the phone, goes to the elevators, sees Sylvie, and then gets pruned by some mysterious person. Now, we theorized, I think, that it was probably himself that did that to enable that to happen. I still wonder if there's something more to it than just that. Everything is so loopy. And I don't mean like loopy, like you're bumping into walls. I mean loopy in that we keep getting caught in these loops and finding ourselves back here again and repeating. You brought up earlier about how important it was to go back and rewatch the episodes. Well, as I said, I did rewatch the episodes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I walked away from the rewatch of the second episode was when they're interrogating Brad and Brad says to Loki about like, you're the problem. You and Sylvie are the problem. You're always the problem. Right. And he emphasizes always. And he's like, every time you guys try to fix things, we it gets worse and we have to clean it up. What does that mean exactly? Because the first time I watched it, I just sort of, I heard it, but I, I didn't think deeply about it, I guess you could say. And when I watched it the second time, I thought about it more deeply and I was just like, well, what does he mean by always? Because as far as we know, Sylvie and Loki have only just recently met. And this is all happening with Sylvie and Loki, meaning the two of them together and all this stuff has only happened one time. Right. But the way Brad is phrasing it and the way he's making it come across, am I, and tell me at home if you caught this too, am I the only one that feels like this has all happened before? Many times. Maybe many times. Like maybe this is not the first time that Sylvie and Loki have met. And maybe that's why they fall for each other. Maybe it's like, an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind thing. They're fated to just keep doing this. In this loop. They're going to keep being in this loop and they're going to keep fighting this fight and they're going to keep doing it over and over because the other thing I want to bring up is the fact that obviously we've been shown that not only were people like B-15 and, and Brad <laughs> and Mobius, not only were their memories erased from their original lives when they were brought in to be part of the TVA, mm-hmm. But clearly, their minds have been erased other times as well because Mobius does not remember meeting Obi. Right. And we know that that happened 400 years ago. And we know about like the false wall and we know that there had been wars, there had been all these things. So it makes me wonder like how long have these people been in the service of the TVA? Like has it been like thousands of years? Well... Renslayer said she was running it for eons. Right. Eons, she said. Right. And I know she pruned Mobius at one point. Right. Because that, so there's one memory erased right there because right. Loki had to get him back and everything. But, right. But his memory. But I don't a, think that's the only time. No. And that's what I'm getting at is I'm just wondering if like they've all sort of like lived through this and maybe certain people know that we don't know yet how long brad and them were gone looking for sylvie right we don't know it could have been a long time and that could be part of why brad finally was like enough of this like i've been doing this for so long and i like i just want to go have my life now right we don't know what all he's like discovered and found out i'm i'm hoping that 
if that is true that we do find that out, I find it hard to believe we're not going to hear more from Brad. I know he made the deal with Brad, like, we'll get you back to your life and your timeline and stuff, but I don't know. I hope we get more Brad. I, I liked feel, him. I feel he's such a jerk. <laughs> I feel like there's more to come from that. And, and even from Docs and them, it's like, why were they so insistent? Like, why did they seem like they knew more than we did when they were like, we got to find out what happened at the end of time and blah, blah, blah. And we've got to do this. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Because as wrong as they are, you know, I understand B-15 and them saying that was people that they just murdered and everything. Those timelines are being pruned for a good reason, for the same problem that we're having right now, which is that. they can't handle it. Because they're not thinking in terms of, well, we can change the timeline. We can fix it. You know, they're not thinking about somebody in X Factor like Obi. And going, well, maybe Obi can change it so that we can handle all these new uh, timelines that are not pruned mm-hmm. and not have everything just blow to shit. Right. I think we're going to come to find out that all of this has happened before. My little thought was like Loki and Mobius and stuff like that. They've been pruned or mind wiped and stuff like that. What if Sylvie hasn't? And that's why she acts so irrational to us. Because she knows everything isn't right. Maybe. I, I don't know. I am keep going back and forth on that one. Yeah, maybe. But it could be why she's so dead set. No, he has to die. We've done this over and over and over. I told you every time I'm going to kill him. Yeah, maybe. And maybe he doesn't realize that she's. we've been through this. We've done this a million times. Yeah. And she has but killed him like every time. But you feel like she would say that, though. Like What's your may- complaint? What's your number one complaint? Yeah, but sh- no, I think she would say that. Now, maybe it's... Maybe that is her saying it without saying it. Well, maybe. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, that's pos- That's entirely possible. Know. Maybe. Or maybe it's somewhere more in the middle. Maybe she has no actual memory of things, but there's a feeling there. And that's kind of what I was getting at, too. It's just like Loki and Sylvie. Maybe they've met before. Maybe they don't realize it. Maybe they've done this or it's not even that they've met before because we have to remember, again, things are not linear. So even if this that we witnessed on the in season one is maybe the first time was the first time. But maybe there's been already so many in the future and people like Hunter X5 and them have seen that. Because they can travel through time. Maybe they've seen all of that and they know and they're like, guys, ah, you're just going to, you have no idea what you're just, you think this is new and you think there's going to be a beginning and an end to this and there's not. It's just going to keep playing out. It's just going to keep on playing out. That's where I think this is headed. Yeah, my head hurts now. <laughs> yeah, your head this already hurts. This is too timey wimey for me. We're making it. This is way too much for you <laughs> right now with that poor head. There's no way this is going to wrap up at the end of this season. First of all, I think this is only six episodes. That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. It's insane with eight episodes. Six? Yeah. And the funny thing about it is this episode for me, and I guess this is my last sort of low light kind of thing I'll bring up. This episode, it felt long. It did feel long. Yeah. Compared to the others. It did. The other ones went by super quick and I was like, no, 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 I want more. This one felt long and I feel like it was because as great as the episode looked and as funny as things were and as interesting as certain things were, there was too much time 
spent on stuff. Like we didn't need to see Victor Timely being chased by these other creditor guys and stuff that were angry at him that much. We got it. And then they like, no, we have to go back to that and do that again. Yeah, we got to go to Wisconsin oh, no. and do and it over in now Wisconsin we gotta now. we got to do it again yeah, and everything. Okay. And I was like, ah, oh, you're dragging this out too much. Like, let's go. Let's go. Like, I want to see. You have established Victor Timely here. Like, you've established that. And I feel like there was several minutes worth of that that they, they could have pruned, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> they could have pruned that down itself and everything. And then just to get to the end of the episode, like we were saying, where the very last thing that leaves us on the edge of our seats is when Miss Minutes is telling Ravona, like, you're going to be real mad when I find out the big thing I know about you. And then it's over. And I'm like, ah! I was like, I want more of that. What is it? What's the big secret? Like we wasted so Uh, much time on the freaking Ferris wheel and with these other, (laughs) you know, mutton chop guys chasing around and running around and all this guy. Like, I'm like, we could have, but I, I, you know, I understand it's by design or whatever, but that that was my only thing was this was the first time out of the three episodes where I felt like, oh, this is, this is a little long. Mm -hmm. Like I'm anxious to get back to the the issues at hand, you know? And I agree. I'm with you on that one. Okay. At least I'm good for one. I got, I got one that she agreed. (laughs) agrees with me on but anyway yeah that's i think that's it for us with this uh we've got a lot to say because man this is quite a ride we're on right now quite a ride (laughs) and we're already at the halfway point it's hard to believe that but we will be back next week with episode four i can only imagine (laughs) what that's got in store for us we last we saw was that they were headed back to the tva Mm -hmm. with victor timely ravona and miss minutes are at the end of time time. and i think it's Exactly where they're supposed to be at too. I think that's where everybody's supposed to be. I think Victor Timely, or I should say actually he who remains, I think he knew all of this was going to happen and this is playing out exactly as as the Emperor would say in Star Wars, it is played out the way I have foreseen. That was creepy. Yeah, I know that was creepy. Well, it is <laughs> close to Halloween. so. But we'll be back before Halloween talking about episode four, and we hope to see you back here uh, with us. So leave your comments, subscribe, share, especially if you know anybody that's into this stuff. We'd love to get them on board and hear what they think about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll see you there. All right, everybody. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.